What's up, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Dr. Joey Kramer podcast. I am your host, Dr. Kramer, and this is a podcast for those who are seekers, seekers of health, seekers of hope, seekers of truth. I know this is a new introduction that I'm trying out, but in this introduction, I have been in a deep, deep reflection for really the last three months about what do I want to do with this show and how do I want to change it? What direction do I want to take it? Because let's be honest, for the better part of the last year and a half, this podcast has really been focused on health. It is truly a platform that is designed for me to share with my patients, with my audience, with people that are interested in the upper cervical approach to life about really what it is that we do, what we believe, and how we can help you transform your life. And so with that being said, I've decided to call the tribe Truth Seekers because what I often find is that many of you are on a, are on a journey, much like myself. Most of us are on this journey of self-discovery, self-mastery. And in it, we have speed bumps. And these speed bumps cause us to pursue a certain path regarding our health, whether it be spiritual, whether it be physical, whether it be emotional, whether it be, you know, relational. And in that journey, we've arrived at a stopping point. We've arrived at a barrier. We've arrived at a place that keeps us from making progress. And it's no fault to you that you made the best choice with the information you had available to you at the time. But with that being said, many of you, I find, regret your decisions. You regret the choices you made which is an unfair um, weight or unfair burden that you take upon yourself. And it's something to be appreciated for the choices that you've made in your life. Some of them may be permanent. Some of them may be a moderate hiccup in the progress you make with your health. Either way, I want you to know that your journey is not finished. Your journey is not complete. And it will not be complete until you die and go before our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have the opportunity to be transformed into your eternal state. With that being said, I want to take a dive into some great topic that has been really, really marinating in my brain over the last couple of months. And it just came to fruition as I'm reading this book called The Go-Giver for probably the fourth or fifth time in my life. And there was a single passage, a single paragraph, a single line that I underlined in this book that I was like, man, I really, really need to record this because it is so applicable to every single patient that Hope Upper Cervical Spine Center has the opportunity to serve. And so with that being said, I want to deliver this line to you and I'm going to unpack it for you, okay? This line says, have you ever made up a story? Have you ever made up a story? And maybe the story that you make up is a fairy tale, right? They have a happy ending. They lived happily ever after. The happy beginning, the happy ending, right? Maybe it's a horror story, right? Maybe it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Everything's going great until you decided to move, and now your health has gone to hell in a handbasket. Maybe it's a fantasy novel where you believe that magic and crystals and, oh, my, you know, that's going to solve your problems are going to happen. Maybe it's a spiritual story. 
on a journey of healing where you believe that you have to suffer forever in order to be transformed. Maybe it is a story that you believe that you will have to learn to live with your health condition for the rest of your life. That you believe that the only solution is going to be surgery, and then once you get that surgery, nothing changes and you find yourself broken. Maybe it's a story that you're diagnosed with a debilitating disease and you believe the diagnosis and you embrace the diagnosis and you try every treatment under the sun for the diagnosis and nothing changes in your life. And you wonder, when will my life ever become something different? You see, we all have these stories. I had my own story when I started a business, right? You open up, you think that God is calling you to heal the sick, that you're going to serve the masses, and then for the next year, you get five patients, and you wonder, how in the world am I going to provide for my family, provide for my patients? How am I going to keep my doors open in order to serve? It was a story. You get the idea, right? Because pretty soon what I see happen is your story becomes your reality. You start to embrace all the characters, all the flaws, all the successes, all these nitpicky, gritty details that you have manifested and created in the story that is inside your head. The funny thing is, though, it's just a story. And when you get challenged about your story, Many of you become defensive. Many of you withdraw. Many of you throw up this invisible barrier to protect yourself because you're like, no, I believe my story. No, I can't live without these drugs. No, my doctor said I had to have surgery. No, my doctor told me that I have depression and I will always have depression and there's no way to ever beat this. It's a story. And I promise you, there is a way around this. You see, for me, when I think about this, and I think about my own story, because I could barely even help myself out of it, it took a whole lot of warriors to get me away from my own story. The funny thing is, it's just a story. And the question that I have to follow up with is, why don't you change it? Right? And many of you will tell me, well, Doc, I don't know how to change it right? I don't know how to shed this diagnosis. I don't know how to shed these, you know, these, um, these terrible ailments I have in my life or this mental health crisis that I'm under. I don't know how to get rid of anxiety. I don't know how to get rid of ADHD. My life will forever be Adderall. It will forever be taking, you know, some antidepressants, some SSRI. Oh my God, I'm going to fall apart if I don't have my Xanax. Oh my goodness. If I don't fuse my body, it's going to sit there and break and fall apart. I'm so fragile. I'm so destructive, et cetera. Or stories. That's a reaction to your story, right? It's an interruption to your story. And the funny thing about stories is that every time we have these stories, somebody intervenes as a guide, and that guide is designed to help you navigate your pain point, your plot point that will either lead to your immediate success or your imminent doom. And that's the story that we all follow in life. We always see this in every movie, every Netflix episode, every single thing that we designed that captures our attention is built upon a story. And so what I want to do with this is I want to unfold and unpack your story for you because many of you are seeking a solution to a problem in your life. And what I want you to know is that I want to start with a very easy premise for you. The premise is this. There is a difference between wanting to do something 
and actually choosing to do it. I know many people who say, I want to be healthy. I want to lose 100 pounds. I want to have a six-pack. I want to get rid of my migraines. I want to get rid of my pain. I want to shed my anxiety, right? Enter in whatever it is that your want is. But the difference is many of you have a story that keeps you from choosing to actually do it. There is a big difference between wanting something and actually choosing it because when you make a choice, you immediately put something into action. And when you put something into action, you have a choice to either grow or to shrink. And many people are so afraid of what the journey looks like to go through the shedding process of a debilitating diagnosis or a condition that you will shrink back down and go back to where you were before you chose to start the process and then continue to believe that you, you know, one day I want to get rid of this, but today is not that day. There is a difference between having a dream and having a goal. There is a difference between getting excited by something and actually taking the steps to accomplish it. You see, what I often find in my life and my experience of taking care of you on a daily basis, of being able to serve you, of being able to help you navigate your life and the problems that amass in front of it, is that taking action clarifies. It clarifies really what it is that you want. And if that is something that is going to excite you, if it's going to be something that's going to give you hope, if it's something that's going to allow you to finally break the narrative of your story, the opposite is true also. Taking action can also show you that maybe you really don't want to pursue that right now. And maybe this season of life is so challenging that you don't even know where to begin to shed the problem that you are facing. Taking action purifies. Taking action becomes a test of whether you really want something or it's just a nice, comfortable idea that maybe somebody, you know, a little character in your story came by and said, hey, why don't you come check this out? And you're like, no, 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 I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable where I am. I'm going to refill my pills. I'm just going to get another surgery. I'm going to stay right here in this field, you know. I'm going to be safe right? That's what taking action does. And so what I see is that when we have this opportunity to take action, we have that purification process, we have that test, it gives you, the storyteller, the opportunity to clarify your intention and purify your desire. You see, so many of you live in this narrative that you're comfortable just sitting in front of the fire at the local inn, and you're the one that is having a nice warm glass of, of wine, and you're telling everybody your story about how I've lived with migraines for 40 years, how I've had depression for 25 years. I've had so many surgeries in the last 10 years, you wouldn't believe it. And it's like you're telling war stories to everybody that wants to listen. But few of you ever actually think of what it looks like to take the action to get rid of that story. And what we often find is that when you don't have clarified intentions, you don't have purified desires, and you don't take action, God can never intervene in your life because you're afraid to make a move. You see, many of us like to say, well, I prayed for that, right? And I love this story There was this told, that was told one time to me. It was talking about a guy who is on top of a roof in the middle of a flood, and he said, God, save me. 
And next thing you know, a canoe and a guy comes by and he goes, hey, you want to hop in the canoe? We can take you to safety. And the guy goes, says, no, I'm praying to God right now. I do not need your help. God, can you save me, please? And then another guy comes by in a big boat and he's, you know, driving by a whole bunch of people. He's saved on it. And he goes, hey, you want to hop in? We're going to safety. The guy goes, no. And then he goes, Lord, why won't you save me? And all of a sudden, a helicopter comes by and says, this is your last chance. We're throwing down the uh, throwing down the rope. Why don't you grab on? We're going to take you to safety. And he goes, I'm waiting on God. And all of a sudden, the house floods. He drowns. He dies. He gets up to heaven. And he goes, God, why didn't you save me? And God goes, I sent you three people. Why didn't you get on the boat? Why didn't you grab onto the rope? So oftentimes, we're so blinded by our own story. We're so blinded by our desires that we don't even take action when the very thing that can help us is right in front of us. We believe that we have to be healed in one adjustment, in one surgery, in one pill, in one prescription, in one psychotherapy session. We believe that just because we've lived in this narrative for 25 years, that one advice or one podcast or one marathon or one walking session is all of a sudden going to fix all the problems, all the baggage, all the burden that we've put upon ourselves for the last 5, 10, 15 years. It's asinine. It's insane. Somehow the Western ideology has convinced us that just because we have this fanciful idea that we can take action on one thing and all of a sudden our life is going to be different when nothing can be further from the truth. Because what I find is that when you take that first step, out there and you have that vulnerability, you have that humility, and you take that first step into the unknown, you know, taking a little frozen reference there, you often choose to shrink back down. So many of you are afraid of what that process looks like that you want to stay inside by the fire. You don't want to step out in the storm. You don't want to allow God to massively transform your life. You do not want a metanoia, a complete change of who you are because that is uncomfortable and you're afraid of what that's going to look like because maybe you've been beat up maybe you've been abused maybe you've lost hope but again god cannot work if you never move so my question to you is are you too afraid of making a mistake and if you are it seems to me that you're never going to make a move in any direction you're going to desperately try to seek some kind of absolute certainty when everything in this life is anything but certain. I could wake up tomorrow and be dead on the car ride into my office. God, please do not let that happen. But that's something to take into consideration. It's something to think about. Because if you choose to live your life in fear, and you choose to never take action, you choose to believe that your only solution is drug surgery for the rest of your life, you are severely severely misguided, severely abused, and you are living in the narrative of the lie that you have told yourself for the 5, 10, 15, 20 years of your story. You see, what I often see is that being sick and being healthy are both decisions. You make them, and that's the truth. And many of you don't like to hear that. You know, sometimes my front desk, Beth, does an awesome job. She goes, Dr. Kramer, you are so gentle with these people. And then sometimes you know when you have to be aggressive with them and you have to turn on the heat, right? Because I'm a big guy. I love lifting weights. I love listening to metal. I love getting intense. But I also recognize that when people come in broken, 
when their story is so ingrained in their life that they have to be gently led in the direction of health, in the direction of hope, right? A, uh, a good Western narrative on this is that if you get a horse and you tie a rein around it and you put a rope around its head and you try to drag it, it will not follow you. But if you walk up next to the horse and you take a step with it, it'll begin to walk alongside you. Too often what I see in our health narrative, in our health story, in our health journey, is that the Western medical society is wrapped a rope around your neck and dragging you down a path that you do not want to go. You start with the pills, you get the injections, you get the surgery, and then you show up in my office and you go, man, why did I not know about this sooner? Why is my life falling apart? Why did I make all these choices? Well, you made them because the story you told yourself was a narrative of one who is sick and of one that can only be helped by this path. And I have to break it to you today that the only way that we can break that narrative is to, one, help you who are broken, and two, take you who are broken and share your story with the masses so that they can understand that there is an opportunity outside of this narrative of this broken story that will allow you to become healthy. You see, because I find that health take, takes action, it takes accountability, it takes spiritual discipline, it takes humility, it takes an understanding that we're not going to know all the answers, that science cannot explain everything, and that some things have to be left up to God and His divine will. In fact, I would even argue that if I need to retract that statement, that everything is to God's divine will period. And if we allow his will to work in our life, we allow the nudgings of the spirit to guide us. We allow the processes of healing to take place, right? And I do mean processes. It's not something that's going to be a turn of one day. It's not going to be two weeks. It's not going to be three months. It is a continual shedding of lies and of stories. It is a continual discipline of feeding your life with narratives of health that you can never give up, that you can never turn away from. It is a constant reinvestment back into the stories, into the narratives of people who have forever transformed their life that you cannot give up on. Because the minute you do, you will be tempted by Satan to pursue the path of evil, which is the path of brokenness, the path of disease, the path of sickness, the path of lies. And it is my job today to share with you that you no longer have to allow these lies to have a hold on you. You no longer have to allow these temptations to lead you down this path of believing that the medical doctor who diagnosed you is the only solution to your life and you have to take pills because of it. You know, at the beginning of COVID, when everybody was freaking out, they were all wearing masks, they got gloves, they got face shields, you know, stand eight feet away from me, don't shake my hand, don't do all this. The only thing I could reflect on was the stories of Jesus Christ and how he healed the sick. He went to the most broken, decrepit, stinky, slimy, nasty people, people that you and I would never ever go near. And he turned to them, he embraced them, and he loved them. 
And when he did that, they were healed. There wasn't a double-blind control placebo study. It wasn't a, hey, take this pill for seven days and you're going to be healed. In fact, there was a lady who had hemorrhages for 20-plus years, had burned through all of her assets, trying to go to all the doctors at that time that knew what they were doing, and all she simply did was trust in the Lord, grab his cloak, and she was instantly healed. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains, right? So my challenge to you who are broken, my challenge to you who are seeking, my challenge to you who want to be healthy, ask yourself the question, have you or have I ever made up a story? Follow it up with, am I currently living in that story? And finish that question with, it's my story, so why can't I change it?